And we are down to our two Western Conference teams as uh, the Vegas Golden Knights took care of the Vancouver Canucks in seven games. Uh, so this episode, obviously, we will be discussing the Canucks and if this season was a success or not. And I'm just going to hold, you know, not keep you in suspense. It was a success. It was a massive success. Um, but let's look back at the regular season. Um, so Vancouver, for most people, myself included, was a fringe playoff team coming into the season. Uh, that, was, that was the projection. That was the prediction. They are a very young t- They have a very young core. They have a really good surrounding cast um, led by, in my mind, JT Miller, which, again, was a phenomenal trade that they made. With the Tampa Bay Lightning, he was underutilized in Tampa, partly because Tampa is so deep. Um, so they get JT Miller. They paid the price for him, but ultimately, you know, this turned out to be just phenomenal. And just as a side note, it's kind of funny. The pick that the Canucks traded to the Lightning for JT Miller, they then flipped to get uh, Blake Coleman. So kind of a win-win for both sides. Um as both those players fit their respective teams' needs uh, pretty well. But anyways, back to the Canucks. Um, Yeah, they have a good surrounding cast. They have a great goalie tandem, uh, which I'll get to. But yeah, coming into the season, kind of a fringe playoff team. I had them finishing third in the Pacific coming into this year, um, so making the playoffs. But it was tight, right? Um, And the Canucks pretty much exceeded expectations, I would say. Um, really just really solid regular season. Elias Pettersson was just really consistent. Brock Besser was, um, injured for a lot of the year, but really good when he played. JT Miller was absolutely phenomenal all season. Rookie Quinn Hughes, I'll admit I did not expect him to be as good as he was, uh, but he was absolutely stellar and a Calder Trophy finalist and an all-star. Um, Alex Adler... Old Reliable back there was had another good year. But the main thing for me that kind of put the Canucks... Uh, uh, well, allowed them to exceed expectations, I should say, was the play of Jacob Markstrom. Um, Jacob Markstrom is a guy I personally have never been big on. He's always been... You know, he's huge, right? He is absolutely huge, especially, you know, for a goalie. That's great. Um... But he's just never been able to put it together with every team he's been on. Um, he was a highly touted prospect that just kind of never panned out. And he, he's found a home in Vancouver that, you know, and he, he, he likes playing there, apparently. Um, so he was great. He had a massively successful season um, in, in what is his contract year as well. So good for him. Um, so that kind of came out of nowhere and caught me off guard because I 100% at the start of the season, um, and people can attest, I thought by the end of the year, Thatcher Demko would have, you know, taken the reins and, and been their goalie of the future, especially with Mark Stone's contract ending. Thatcher Demko is a guy I actually saw him play like when he was back in college at Boston College or Boston U, um, several times, and uh, I just knew, you know, I just knew, I was like, oh my god, this guy is phenomenal, um, so 
he's just waiting. He's been waiting to get his chance. You know, Vancouver's brought him along real slow. Um, started the year, finally, as the backup, finally with the team. Didn't start much, though, in the season because of Markstrom's outstanding play. Um, but fast forward to the playoffs, and Markstrom gets hurt, and so Thatcher Demko has to take over. Um, while the Canucks are down 3-1, he, he has to take over, and he was fantastic. At one point, he stopped, I believe it was 96 or 97 straight Vegas Golden Knights shots. Um, you know, he, he gave up one goal in the first game. He had a 48-save shutout or something crazy like that in game, what would have been Game 6. And played so great in Game 7 as well. Uh, Vancouver just really didn't show up to Game 7. They, uh, I think, what, they had like six shots on goal through two periods or something like that. It was ugly. Um, he stood on his head. He gave his team every chance to win. They just couldn't pull it out. But still a massive success for the Canucks because they exceeded expectations. If you would have told me that the Canucks would have made the second round of the playoffs, and taken the Golden Knights of all teams to seven games, I would not have believed you. Um, so huge credit to the Canucks and everyone in that organization. And what a learning experience already for their young core um, of, you know, Horvat, Besser, Pedersen, uh, Vertanen, uh, Demko, you know, they're, and and obviously Quinn Hughes, you know, they're just, oh my God. You know, Pierre Lebrun said it best. He said, I feel like with this Canucks team, we're kind of seeing a somewhat of a reincarnation of the Blackhawks um, at the start of last decade. You know, Quinn Hughes is your Duncan Keith, Bo Horvat's your Jonathan Taze, and Elias Pedersen is kind of like your Patrick Kane. And, you know, he's exactly right. Um... I, I think that's one of the best hockey takes I've heard in quite some time. And while I don't think the Canucks are going to have as much success as the Blackhawks did, I, I think it's a really fair comparison. And I think, you know, this is a team obviously on the rise and they're only going to continue to get better. They're not going anywhere. So um, congrats again to the Canucks. It's a great learning experience looking ahead to next year. Now you have, you have some question marks. I expect they'll try to bring Markstrom back. Um, you know, everybody's saying, oh, Demko played so great in those last three games. Now they don't need Markstrom. I don't really think that's the case. Um, nobody's a bigger Thatcher Demko fan than me, and I think he is their franchise goalie, but I don't think you can just be like, oh, Markstrom's just expendable now, I think. You know, he, he has proven he's also a very, very capable goaltender. So that'll be interesting to watch. Um, that said, though, I think Markstrom, um, I, think, I think with Demko's performance, and, and, you know, I mean, it's not like Demko's performance was anything shocking. You know, if you know, if you know about him, and I know in the Connects organization they, they hold him highly, so that's nothing surprising. Um, it does, it does make it an easier decision, I guess, to let Markstrom go. So my, my kind of prediction is I think they'll offer Markstrom a contract. Um, but he's going to want a guarantee that he's going to be able to play, you know, all of the 
all the games, really. Like, he's going to be the guy. Um, and I don't think they're going to be able to guarantee him that anymore. And so he'll probably get more money and sign elsewhere. Um, but that's something to watch. Other than that, um, they'll be able to bring back their team and have a little bit of money to play with as well. So congrats again to the Canucks. I mean, I'm rambling now. But phenomenal season. Um, and, you know, they're going to be good for years and years and years to come. And uh, just a really fun team to watch. So um, it's a shame their season ended like that. But, again, they put themselves in a 3-1 hole, much like um, much like Colorado. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. And much like uh, Philadelphia. So you can't do that, bottom line. But that'll do it for this one. I will catch you guys in the last one. And as always, thank you for listening, and um, we're going to continue to enjoy these Eastern Conference Finals. Now we have some good matchups that we will get into following our last season review uh, shortly here. Catch you guys in the next one.